Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we went to the Live Golf Tournament. Uh, we spoke to someone Were who we is allowed. A, uh, well, <laughs> well, we went there momentarily because uh, Tim Southwell, the golf journalist, has gone there as a punter today, walking the course, and he told us what he made of it all. Uh, we spoke to uh, two incredible athletes who uh, did something that is just ludicrous. Uh, let them explain it all. Mm. And we had a birthday spread. Max Rushton was back for yes, the birthday great. spread. In fact, he's, oh, he's a talent, isn't he? he is, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, he is very good. So, uh, yeah, we had a birthday spread for you. And uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. And uh, took advantage of my day off yesterday. I went to uh, Putt Shack, the high-tech, high-tech crazy golf. I've been there. It's fun, isn't it? Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it before. It was a lot of fun, yeah. I got thrashed by the wife. She got three holes in one. Oh, really? I can hardly hold the putter. She's a natural. I, I couldn't work it out. Is he going to get her on the old live <laughs> golf, are you? Yeah, that's what somebody said. They are looking for more players. <laughs> that would be, yeah, what Not about that? Idea, Sue, really. suddenly her first tournament. <laughs> Just, I wonder what her appearance <laughs> fee would be. I don't know if it would be well, in the Mickelson It would be envelope. quite useful, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's been a lot of reaction to, I think, overreaction to England's last couple of games. Mm. I mean, one bloke in the sun said, it's time Gareth Southgate gave up the England manager's job. You know, you just think, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. These players are flogged. Mount didn't play well the other night. That was his 61st game of the season. That mm. is far too much football in 10 months. It's just, you know, it, and what will happen, they need, it would have been better if they could have had a nice long break, then gone into the season and then gone into the World Cup. You know, they'll yeah. get some mm. break, but it's not enough. It's not going to be much of a break, is it? We're just talking about mm. how the World Cup is going to skew the the season yeah. and not just those players that that are you know someone like Holland who's going to have a month off marvelous and he's going to be absolutely fresh to score <laughs> yeah. more goals i'm sure he'll net a few before november <laughs> but it's not just that how often do yeah. we talk about world cup hangovers a team might get to uh, a final a semi final and you know they, then they have a whole summer off and absolutely. then they start the season badly and you say oh, it's a bit of a hangover from the world cup what happened yeah. you're talking about now about a two week break a yeah. World Cup ending two weeks later, the, the, all those players are back in the front line. Doesn't matter which country they no, come from. That's, if they're not, your that's players. not actually accurate, is it? Because they've they've got the Christmas program, then they've got a break. I think, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm sure they're not going to get rid of Boxing Day football. No, I think they? they're playing Boxing Day, but then they yeah. are going to have a break. Yeah, yeah. But so they, some of them, but, some of them, and but if you've played them, in, if you've played in the World Cup final on on Tuesday, you're not going to play on Boxing Day, are you? They so. might let you sit that one out. I but think. also, it'll skew the the league because some teams will get their players back earlier when teams get knocked out. Yeah, star players will come home earlier, and some teams will get to the semi final and final and get their players back later. It's, sure, it is going to skew the season. There's no question about it. But there you go. Uh, a very interesting letter in the uh, Star. Somebody mm. said uh, they compared uh, a picture of Mark Twain with Des Lynham. Mark Twain and Des Lynham. <laughs> yeah, what a strange look like. I don't, great... know, I don't know if Mark used to take his glasses off when it's something serious. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, yeah. yeah well, that's that's a great. Uh, it's interesting. The scars, star, the scar. Mm. I'm doing it now. The <laughs> star has gone down that yeah. uh, route, hasn't it? Really? Yeah. Have we literally lookalikes? Not one you'd see. I didn't find anything wrong with Channel 4's football coverage, particularly. But no. Why has it had a bit of stick? Oh, culture shock warriors! You know, they're saying it's too woke. You know, because it was on Channel Four. You mm. know, 
normal football coverage to me. I couldn't see any difference. No problem with it. But some people, as soon as they hear Channel 4 or Guardian, they just, you know, and then they hear the Mail and the Sun, and, you know, that's it. They're sort of poles apart. Me, indeed. Another typical one of those, but I thought it was fine myself, but there you go. Uh, Apparently, there's a TikTok shop in Britain. Did you know that? I don't know if you only get a minute to shop in there. (laughs) (laughs) A shop? A shop. They've owned a shop. I can't imagine what they're selling. No. you know. Well, why don't you pop a line? I will do. Yeah. Perhaps they're selling chips from that place in Batley. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you are. Blimey, you're taking us round the houses here, aren't you? (laughs) That's right. Okay, go on then. No problem. Well, it is the off-season you've got to use. It is is the off-season, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I know you like to get all this off your chest, so I'm allowing you to do so at one thank o'clock. You, thank yeah. you very much. That's very good of you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's another. It was another injury setback for Emma. Too much, too soon. Akanu, as I'm calling it. Oh yes. Uh, well, no, that's you know what she could be back for Wimbledon though. There's a very that's a serious point in what you say there because Judy Murray was saying much the same thing. Is that she's kind of got to grow into her body. She's still a kid. You know, she's not built up mm. any of the resilience. I have I have no problem with any of that. And it was such a brilliant performance yeah. that she won the US Open. But I just, it's not her fault. Why would you turn of it down? Of course not. Yeah. People are throwing money at you. You're going to take it. But it's I don't think it's helped, really. But it's it, Eddie Jones. It's that right old, it's that old um, spitting image sketch, isn't it, about Orson Welles? I'll be going through him today. Orson Welles, Mark Twain. <laughs> you are listening to Talk Sport. But it's basically like living your life in reverse. So Orson Welles, he starts with Citizen Kane. Yeah. Emma Raducanu starts with the US Open. That's true. And Orson Welles ends up doing Heineken adverts. <laughs> so, so basically what you expect, you do a few adverts first, and then you build up making one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. So this is what happens when you, when you, do, when you live your life in reverse like that. You go out and win a major when you've barely spent any time on the tour, built up the resilience for the rigours of the tour. And uh, this is what happens. It's going to be I difficult. Know, the situation with the coaches isn't ideal either. No. Uh, I read a piece yesterday by uh, Legside Lizzie in the Times about the problems of the T20 have got, but which I don't doubt are there. But mm. I, I have to say, I watched the last eight overs of the Roses battle last night. What a brilliant game of cricket yeah. it was! And the crowd were pretty well behaved, as far as I could see. And yeah, uh, it's, it looked like a lot of fun. There, there's been a few issues, isn't there, around the blast games? It's just. I mean, when I, I only ever go really at the games at Lords or the Oval, and they just about half past eight, nine o'clock. It tends to be a lot of city boys, mm. and it gets a little bit toxic. You know, anybody yeah, who comes to field near those fans, it can get a little bit leery at times. I think they've, they've. I mean, the mm. hundred they stopped serving beer. I think about an hour before the end of play. And they've tried to make it more family friendly. I mean, it's not that bad, but just now and again at blast games, you think, oh, you know, grow up, kids. Seriously, you know, I stop know. drinking. No, well, definitely. But there's been a, definitely a drop-off in behaviour since lockdown, not just here in various countries, yeah. obviously in France and all. Oh, we're covering some oh, culture oh, wars, the TikTok yeah, shop, well, you know, like Chippies <laughs> in Batley, Mark Twain. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, what about that? Yeah, we all saw Queen on the weekend, didn't we? In the, uh, well, we uh, also we saw the Queen. No, we saw the Queen. We saw Queen playing at the Palace oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. concert. And uh, Steve, the teddy bear company, they brought out a Freddie Mercury teddy bear. It's just like a moustache on it. It's, it's just, rubbish. It's just a normal teddy bear. <laughs> with a moustache. With Fred's moustache on it. Yeah, it's got the outfit. It's got he's the got, jacket. He's but got, maybe yeah. It's, um, I think it's opportunistic, I would have said. Nice. What a beautiful touch. Are you going to get yourself a nice Freddie Mercury teddy bear, Andy? <laughs> yeah, I could do. Yeah. I don't think so. I, was, I didn't get much. I was going to say to Charlie yesterday, I've got this theory about um, Ian Poulter and Roger Taylor, the drummer of Queen. I think if you just... It's the if, same person. If, no, it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a major lookalike. It's just there is a resemblance. And no I Mark think, Twain. There. I think if Roger Taylor went out uh, to play at the Live tournament today in all uh, Poltz's gear, you, you wouldn't give him a second look. Well... Maybe it, there's a slight yeah, age differential. 40 now. years old. Yeah, him, but you know what no, I mean? In both years, both in their years. pomp. But yeah. I'm saying that the other way around, if, if Ian Poulter suddenly sat behind the drums at a Queen Cup, I mean, as soon as he probably started playing We Will Rock him <laughs> out of time, you'd, you'd, uh, you'd get the idea. So anyway, uh, I don't know where that takes us. Probably nowhere, quite <laughs> rightly. Uh, I know there's a massive age differential and one of them's now got a beard, but put all that aside. <laughs> I'm talking about them 
I'll forget it. It's a stupid <laughs> idea. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I know he will be sitting by his phone. Who's that? Martin Ellis Jones. Yes, he will be. Now, this is, uh, if you've listened to the show for any time at all, you'll know he is a man that supplies top hats to uh, Retweet, supplies them to anybody, including racing people. I've got a top He's hat. He's the world's home. poshest man. I've, I've got a top hat at home, man. I've told you this before. Yeah. I think it's a vintage one. I don't know my dad got it from. Why don't you bring it in and wear it during the Royal Ascot? You think what? Just all day? Yeah, I, I it look like, good. I mean, there's very few people that can carry that off. Slash them guns and roses. Lord Snooty, <laughs> yeah. uh, come on, let's have your top ten top hat wearers. Rupert Bell. Rupert, he can carry it off. You've got, to, yeah. you've got to have a certain look. I'll yeah. just look like I'll look like an idiot in it, won't I, if I'm just wearing a top hat and a T-shirt. Bloke, bloke from Guns and Roses. Jim, yeah, Slash, yeah, he, wears, yeah. he, 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 he can carry it off. Yeah. Well, he loves Ascot. That's why. He, <laughs> that's where he first started wearing it. He went. He went Royal Ascot. That's not true, is it? And, um, and no, it's not true. No, it's not I noticed true. the other day at Yarmouth. Uh, well, you were at Yarmouth. A, not a meeting that I normally follow. Do you the were, race meeting. Oh, you weren't there. No. You ever been to Yarmouth? Uh, as a place, yes, when I was young, but not for a long time. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I can't I've see got you against Yarm- it. I can't see you in Yarmouth. Well, I went to Margate. I know you did, but that's a bit. Trendy these days, that's isn't true, it? That's yeah, not, true. not that I'm suggesting at all that Yarmouth is, is not trendy. Is not well. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Uh, the racing, though, the racing from Yarmouth, mm. the times of the races. I presume this must have been for Telly. The one eighteen, the one fifty three, the two twenty eight, the three o three, the three thirty eight, the four thirteen, and the four forty eight. Well, you sure times. that wasn't the train time they brought to get there? <laughs> that's dogs' times, isn't it? That's, that's, that's dogs' you, times. That's when you, is, that's you should be running at Romford with times like that. I know, really. it's very odd, isn't it, really? Mm. But, yeah. um, well, well, it's, it's wonderful you noticed it, Andy. Well, I think <clears> you went out your way to notice it. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And uh, you see that Worcester have dropped its ban on food being brought into the ground after a four-year-old girl had her chocolate muffin taken away. <laughs> Well, no one wants to see that. Honestly, it's over-officious people. What would possess you to do that? Yeah. It's different if they're bringing, like, crates of beer or, you know, massive barbecues for things. This is a woman, girl, woman. This is a girl with a, (laughs) a woman, obviously. Four. Four, A four-year-old woman. Yeah. Who uh, actually not allowed to call kids kids anymore, are you? I don't have no idea. Go on, I don't know. We've had the right old culture war today. Small people, I think you have to call them. Like the People's Republic of Andy Jacobs. Four-year-old small person. Yes. Was uh, <laughs> yeah. Was basically had a chocolate. Muffin I'm still going with kids. I'm going to stick my neck out. I'll risk <laughs> well being cancelled. She's still a four year old kid to me. I wouldn't risk it, but um, imagine being that mm. curmudgeonly. Imagine that once putting on mm. that that high vis jacket and saying, "I'm having that." You can come back. Could you I come know, and pick it up at the end of play? Yeah, there were actually. We're leaving Lords on Saturday. There were. Stuff there that yeah. people just go and collect it on their way out. I tell you what, let's get you involved then. And mm. what have you had confiscated at the gates? Oh yeah, good idea. Let us know this afternoon. Ideally at a sporting event, but maybe you can't quite believe it. But let's salute uh, officious behaviour at sporting events. What have you had confiscated at the gates over the years? Andy kicks you off with a four-year-old uh, child's chocolate muffin. Um, <laughs> what have you got for us? Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to uh, TSH and Jazz. We've still got this situation where they remove the plastic top of a water bottle because it could be used as a weapon. But apparently you can get in with a flare. I know. So that's less easy to find. Well, they're easy now. They're they're much thinner than they used to be. They certainly are. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. A little bit later. Have we got a birthday spread for you? What's the quality of the... Excuse me, I'm going to sneeze. (laughs) I did sneeze. (laughs) Can't stop it. Quite a... Andy is... You probably know him over the years. He's quite a violent sneezer. Uncontrolled, unexpected, (laughs) violent sneezing in the faces of many a stranger. Not ideal during the pandemic, really. (laughs) Pre-pandemic. Dear me. No, I now sneeze into my elbow in the prescribed manner. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, I think it's a bit late, really, isn't it, having <laughs> chastised you for it? But, uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that. We've got a birthday spread. Uh, you've been telling us about things that um, were confiscated as you tried to go into the ground. Andy was telling us a four-year-old uh, girl had a muffin, chocolate muffin confiscated mm. by an officious steward um, at, was it Worcester? Worcester, yeah. Oh, but at the cricket, not great. Yeah. Yeah.
I took my granddad to Stamford Bridge in the early 90s. They took his walking stick away, his metal walking stick. <laughs> really? Until they realised he couldn't go any further without it 15 <laughs> minutes later. That's well, ridiculous. that is ridiculous, isn't that it? It's ridiculous. I had a jar of Guinness Marmite confiscated at Dublin Airport, says David Sedgley. Well, in case you got drunk on the plane on <laughs> Guinness Marmite, yes. Guinness Marmite. Nice one, yes. Uh, went to a test match in Mumbai and had my sun cream confiscated. Thankfully, it didn't go on for five days, uh, he said. Uh, once I had my darts confiscated at the old White Hart Lane. Well, that's understandable, well, that's Andrew. fair enough, really. It was the early 90s. I mean, people oh, yeah. used to take... Brilliant. In the 70s, the ugly football days of oh, the 70s, yeah. people used to throw darts at, at matches. Mm. The Kung Fu star became a thing as well that used to be lobbed into away ends. I used to play in the darts league and had them in my side pocket but forgot to remove them. OK, yeah, well, so yeah. So lucky. Should have seen the security guy's face when he pulled those darts out. Fantastic. Anyway, thank you. Keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet and j Now, sometimes you read something and you think, that's not possible. That is a ridiculous feat yep. of human endurance mm. and it is hard to believe you could do it. We often, our old mate Blind Dave Healy did an incredible thing. Seven marathons, seven days, seven different continents. Many people yeah. have taken on multi-marathons for great causes. But have you ever uh, thought of... 106 marathons in 106 days. Personally, not. It's, it's just... <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely incredible achievement. Uh, Faye Cunningham and Eva, uh, Emma Petrie, they did it. And uh, they join us now. Good, af- uh, good afternoon. Hiya. Hi, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, well, how's it going? Yeah, where should we start? Faye, um, wh- when did you complete this? Are you still feeling the after effects or is, is this a distant memory now? No, no, we only finished on Saturday, just gone. So it's only been a few days and, yeah, we're still pre- feeling pretty tired, actually. <laughs> Not surprising. Yeah. The thing is about marathon running is that they always say, I mean, obviously for top marathons, you can only do about three, maybe four a year maximum because it takes so much out of you. So how on earth did you do yeah. 106 in 106 days? Yeah, Emma, how did you do it? Um, we Well, we kind of changed tactics and slowed the pace down. So we weren't um, racing them like you would if you were doing one, two, three a year where you'd go all out and do your best effort. So it was, um, yeah, keeping it steadier pace so we could do them back to back and focusing a lot on recovery and fueling. I mean, your 100th marathon, uh, Faye, was um, what, you did sort of just under five hours, which is still pretty good <laughs> for a 100th marathon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, most of them were between five and five and a half. But that day we did it at Edinburgh um, for the Edinburgh Marathon Festival. So we obviously had a great crowd and yeah, just kept moving. So that was a That was a great day. Did you keep each other going? I presume you must have done. There must have been days where one of you didn't quite fancy or didn't feel that great. Yeah, we supported each other through through the whole day. It was good that usually one of us was having more of a positive day when the other one was on a bit of a downer. But we also had so much support in the community and um, from friends and family. So we had loads of people joining us on parts of the run and that helps lift your spirits and keep you going as well. It's a stretch when it comes to conversation, Faye, isn't it? About 105 marathons in, you're probably thinking, well, what should we talk about now? (laughs) Yeah, totally. We had to. That's where the other people came in because we just kept running marathons. We had nothing to say, so we'd ask everyone what they'd been up to. <laughs> that's wow. fair enough. And uh, reading today, I mean, you can tell us if it's true. You you both wore out seven pairs of trainers. I think I think that's the least you'd expect. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I mean, what do you? Yeah, it's seven. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we um. Well, Faye rotated a few pairs, so she had a few on the go at once, um, different like brands and styles. And um, I stuck with the same like brand and style, but wore like seven off throughout the challenge. Because, yeah, I think you're only meant to do about 500 miles in a pair of shoes. So, mm. yeah, we, we switched them up to make sure we definitely got all the cushioning we needed. In fact, you're obviously good standard runners. You sort of both sort of regular club runners. I mean, I'm sure you wouldn't take this on otherwise. Yeah, I mean, we're both personal trainers and we've mm. done a lot of, marathons before we both did an ultra um but we we're not club runners or anything we are oh. just kind of steady we just like going out with the dog or going into the hills but yeah we just wanted to do a big challenge so we decided this would be big <laughs> have you been for a run since you got back yeah yes yeah, so like you say you should just like a yeah, nice easy one just you know get it yeah. out of your legs not yet but i think we're looking forward to doing just a 5k and not having to go out for a marathon park run and where, yeah. where did you i mean hey where did you do it and where did you step in hotels and things like that 
Um, no, so we just did it locally. We had a really good support base with um, some masseuses and chiros. So we stayed at home for most of them. We did a few um, like Edinburgh and in Aberdeen, but mostly around Aberdeenshire near like um, Balmoral Castle and mm. Royal D side. So the really same, nice. The same route there. each time. Uh, different different routes um, from Aberdeen Beach all the way into the Cairngorm. So we just mixed up each day depending on the weather and how we felt, whether we did a more of an undulating or an off-road run or whether we right. stuck to the roads. Amazing. Yeah. But, so the stats were 2,777 miles, the, the equivalent of running from Aberdeen to Istanbul. <laughs> <laughs> Mad. Yeah. Madness. It would be cool if we finished there for a holiday or something. Yeah, that's the yeah, just flown <laughs> back. Ran around in circles. Yes, slightly seizing up on the plane on the way back. A four-hour flight is what you need after after kicking oh, yeah. it. Yeah, but yeah, look, it was for a good cause. You both had uh, sound reasons for wanting to do this to to raise money. Uh, Emma, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So we we're raising money for Macmillan and Motor Neurons Disease Association. Um, because I lost my mum two years ago to cancer and Faye lost her dad earlier this year to motor neurons disease, who I think was a big fan of. Yeah, tour. he loves tour, tour, tour. So, um, okay. oh. yeah, um, that's really He cool. would have loved that we were on this. Oh, it's this that's great. It's fantastic. That's great. And you raised um, what? About, I see, I'm looking at an American website. They'll say you've raised $40,000, so about £35,000, I guess, or? Yeah, yeah, just coming up to just over thirty three thousand now. Right. Yeah, just coming up to amazing thirty five, which is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely right. incredible. So, um, if people still want to support you, is there is is the just giving page still up and running? Yeah, so it's a collection pot, um, is what it's called, so that we can split it equally between mm. the two charities. Um, so yeah, you can find that. Uh, there's a link in our bio on Instagram at Match My Workout, or if you just um type collection pot into Google and then search for Match My Workout, you should find us. Brilliant. Well, look, congratulations, mm. amazing. Uh, uh, finally, though, one, yeah, you got one more. Andy's always got. Andy's always got a one more. Go on, Andy. What's the significance of 106? Why did you? I mean, did you pick a random number, or was there a reason behind it? Um, we originally picked 100 and 100 days because um, the record was um, set at 95. Um, mm. Then whilst we were doing it, there was two unverified attempts at 101 and 104. So we pushed it out to 106 just to make sure we can get the okay. actual official record once we've put the paper in and it gets verified. And so. how long does it take for the kind of Guinness World Records to get back to you? Do you know? Um, so we're going to hopefully put the paperwork in tomorrow. We've been doing that this week. And then within five working days, so... Maybe in a, like not next week, the week after. Hopefully, we'll have it. So within within this month, hopefully by the end of June, it will all be verified. Wow. We Excellent. Have it. Yeah. Well, I think the c- a certificate is at least you deserve. Yeah, you're going to hope nobody else breaks the record, Rip. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. You've got to do it again. Um, good to talk to you both. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank oh, you for your time. Thanks. Here we are. Faye Cunningham and Emma Petrie ran. Here we go again. 106 marathons in 106 days. Impressive. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, uh, we've been talking about this, uh, the Live Golf uh, ban. The PGA, of course, have uh, issued suspensions to those players taking part and any future players thinking of taking part. Um, and Live Golf have issued a statement based on that. They've said, Today's announcement by the PGA Tour is vindictive and it deepens the divide between the Tour and its members. It's troubling that the Tour, an organisation dedicated to creating opportunities for golfers to play the game, is the entity blocking golfers from playing. This certainly is not the last word on this topic. The year of free agency is beginning and we are proud to have a full field of players joining us in London and beyond. So that's their answer mm. to the PGA Tour statement. Uh, now, a man we often speak to as a golf journalist, which he is, of course, who has gone there purely as a punter to soak up the atmosphere, watch the entertainment and see what all the fuss is all about. And so joining us uh, live from Centurion now is Tim Southwell. Good afternoon, Tim. Hi guys. Well, what? So, I mean, it's it's all been going on in the last hour. Is there a bit of a buzz about this? I take it people have been looking at their mobile phones as they watch the play and, and see what's going on. This ding dong between the PGA and and the Live Tour. Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I think the people that are here are, are pretty oblivious to that. Um, they look like they're having an extremely good time. When I got I got the train here to St Albans, and it was sort of like menacingly quiet after all the noise of the of the last couple of weeks, um, you know, everyone that's been everything, people have been talking about it left, right and centre. Then there was absolutely nothing at St Albans to suggest there was a golf tournament going on. Wow. So sort of, people just sort of wandered out off the train and, you know, and then wandered into the village. And then as soon as you kind of get here, 
um, it is actually quite impressive. I mean, it's it's decent. It is like a little golf festival. There's I'm sitting here on a deck chair in a bunker, um, and there's like a little mini golf course next to me. There's like there's crashes for kids. There's chipping challenges. There's uh, in the distance I can see the live golf stage, which they're going to have um, James Morris and James Bay and uh, those guys playing later on. And I don't know if you can hear in the background. There's music going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it is actually quite groovy. <laughs> what are the prices like? Because when, sometimes with the captive audience in the world of golf, you're, you're buying a drink or something to eat. What, have you, have you, yeah. What's it like? Well, I, I, I had half a mind. I was thinking when I was, I was coming in, I was thinking maybe they'll do like an Augusta and they'll subsidise everything. It'll be like £1.50 for a cheese pimento sandwich <laughs> and two bucks for a beer. No, I just paid £10 for a pint of lager. £10? Yeah, wow. well, £5 for a small can of craft lager mm. uh, so you know that wasn't going to be quite enough so yeah 10 quid which is outrageous really um and the food the food seems okay price wise it's mm. what you kind of expect uh there's a lot of it's like there's a lot of bespoke brands attached to it like a gin company and, a, and like a sort of craft lager stuff which i'm a bit more mainstream weatherspoons high street lager myself mm. but um you can get you know i had a pint for three pound fifty in weatherspoons the other day pint of stella <laughs> well, you're a man of the people. That? Well, if, if only Weatherspoons <laughs> to start their own golf tournament, you'll be, you'll be clover, won't you? It's fantastic. Think, that's not a bad idea. I think the interesting <laughs> thing, Tim, is that there's a lot of golf throughout the year, and it, some of these might rival the sort of lesser tour events, but without majors, you know, it's nothing, is it, golf? I mean, you, those are, that's the history. That's what people aspire to, and they all earn a fantastic living anyway. Yeah, well, I think the whole thing with uh, decency and uh, integrity in golf, I don't think there's been any real argument that it has any for a long, long time. I mean, you know, everybody wants to be on the US tour because it's got the most money. People have played in Russia. People have played in Saudi. Last week on the the, the European tour, the uh, CP World Tour, Harold Varner III won it um, in Saudi Arabia. You know, so these things are all going on. I think it's all the big argument. I think it's all about loyalty to the the tour that made you hmm. and obviously there's very little of that and i can understand it from some of the guys that are journeyman pros that are getting guaranteed 140 grand this week which is amazing um but yeah i think that's kind of the argument the whole other side of it i find it, it's a bit of a non-start of an argument it's it's obviously it's unpleasant and you can't you can't possibly uh condone it because of the background of saudi arabia but on the other hand you know Years and years ago, Ian Woosnam, I think it was because of apartheid, saying, I just play golf. And it was really disappointing when I was younger, more idealistic, <laughs> that, that a golfer that I respected kind of just took that big step sideways and said, it's nothing to do with me. But I guess at the end of the day, it isn't anything to do with them. They, they've got to go where the money is. The, uh, Ma- Rory well, you McElroy. say that, but Dustin Johnson's career earnings are fifty nine point three million, and he's doubled. Them. Surely, I know he's surely doubled. He's going to go anywhere. He's, he's, he's doubled them before he hit a ball. I'm not condoning it, but that I mean, it's it's no. ridiculous. I mean, he's more I mean, than doubled his career earnings, and he said, "I don't want to play golf for the rest." Again, I'm not condoning it, but <laughs> these are the no, sort of stupid well, figures. He won't have to play golf. Now, for that, the, rest of the his fact life. that he's earned that without hitting a ball, Tim, is no, key, I think. I think, because Rory McIlroy said. He's obviously dead against it, as we know. And he's said in the past that he's accepted appearance fees to play in tournaments worth more than the prize for winning the event. And he said, the first few times I felt a bit flat. I felt like I didn't need to try because I'd already earned the money. And that didn't work out too well. So I had to learn from early on in my career that you show up and you still give 100% to try and win a tournament. So this thing's only going to survive if the golf is good. And if guys are turning up knowing, you know, they've earned a fortune before they hit a ball it might take the edge off and that will affect the quality of what you're watching because ultimately it's sport, isn't it? Yeah, I guess the only way that they could possibly get big names here was to chance their arm and, you know, basically mortgage the whole event. In, in you, If they didn't have DJ, Phil Mickelson, I've got to say, I watched them teeing off the first, Nicholson and DJ, and the crowd were going bonkers. And mm. Greg Norman arrived and it was like the conquering hero. I mean, it was like a smaller version of the Ryder Cup in that respect, in terms of the boisterousness of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, integrity in golf only happens on the golf course. I think as a business, it's got, it hasn't got a leg to stand on in, in many respects, but it hasn't had for a long, long time in that, you know. Mm. And the argument here is from some of the guys playing that this will grow the game. I think there's a chance that it might grow the game because people are cheering off 
uh, shotgun start. Uh, it's, it's all condensed into four to four and a half hours, which is, you know, you haven't got to go at five o'clock to come and see your favourite golfer turn off at 7.30. I get that. I know there's a smaller field and everything. It's much more manageable. But as an as a, as a alternative to what we've got, I actually think it's quite good. And my 22-year-old son, who's not that bothered about watching the golf on the telly, is quite excited about it. And yesterday when they announced the team names, I thought, oh, my God, this is embarrassing. Mm. You know, this is what they're trying to do. It's like dad's dancing. <laughs> but then when I came to the official merchandise stand and I saw the baseball caps and I was thinking, well, which one would I get? Uh, <laughs> and I think, I think that's it. And you look at this and I, I'm an Ollie Fisher for, uh, fan. I would go for the Niblicks. Of course you would. You'd, you'd look great in your Niblicks cap there, Tim. I'm sure you'll wander around with your, like ten, so. with your 10 pound lager. Well, look, <laughs> uh, you're caught in the moment. We can understand it. Look, we, we'll catch up with you again soon. Good to talk to you. Take it easy. No worries. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There we are. Tim Southwell there. There is a, a golf journalist, uh, but there is a punter uh, today. Yeah. Sad, really. As I said, that, I that, that Rory quote, I, when I listened, looking at it earlier on, the feeling sometimes when you just paid so much just to appear, how good can the sport be? I suppose, you know, the competitor in you mm. kicks in when it comes down to it, but well, they're all good golfers, it can make you know. soft, I don't know. Anyway, uh, look, it's, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere and the war of words is going to continue. Um, and, uh, yep, we'll see how it all pans out. But we have got a birthday spread for you very shortly. Um, Max uh, Rushton will be in, uh, world-ranked four. Um, taking me on this afternoon. It'd be great to see him back in the studio in the flesh. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time for the birthday spread. Normally, Charlie Baker is here mm. uh, to do that. Last week, Charlie treading the boards. He did uh, matinee. Yeah, did a matinee, love. Uh, Harry Hill, the, the co-creator of the of Tony, the musical that he's in at the moment, joined us and beat me. A fine performance. I know. And laughed li- less than Max does yeah. and even less than Charlie, who does <laughs> actually like, politely laugh. This is a heritage event because we go back to the man that kicked it all off alongside mm. me a couple of years ago. Maybe not that long. Uh, it is Max <laughs> he's Rushton. Got, he's got blue plaque. He's coming back in the so. I sound older than I am. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Max. <laughs> Good to see you. It's lovely to see you. I'm not sure how I feel about Harry Hill. You know, making it sort of pro-celebrity... You know, it's a bit like the way boxing's going. It's dangerous. Somebody <laughs> Pro could get, celebrity boxing, that'd you know, be good. Well, that's yeah. what they're doing now, isn't it, with boxing? This is what you're doing with the birthday spread. Super People... Pollard versus Anthony Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> We'd all watch it, wouldn't we? If I was probably. offered 10 million to do the live version, I probably would what, take it. The live yeah. birthday spread? <laughs> <laughs> you sat there looking down your nose at Dustin Johnson taking the money. Now you want the money. I do. So, um, I mean, I know you listen to the podcast, getting yep. more angry as Charlie wins, it's don't It's a you? very good podcast, the H&J Day. I don't recommend <laughs> it to much. people listening. 
listening to this, they know, don't yeah. they? But I, know, I enjoy it. I enjoy listening to the spread. I'm supporting you because I wanted to maintain my yeah. world ranking of three, and I've I think you've slipped uh, to two, four. but I've I've slipped to four. It's been a disappointing <laughs> time. It's hard to <sighs> to get the ranking points when you're not playing week it's in true. week out. Well, this is know? a chance to get some uh, much needed <clears throat> uh, some many. Yes, anyway, let's move on. Yeah. And uh, how does the game work, Paul? Because because you really need to de- <laughs> describe it again. I'm not quite sure, and I think that's well, why I don't have any points. The way it works is we're going to get ten birthdays from Andy, and he's got a gilt edge gag attached. <laughs> yes. To each one of them, they're people who've celebrated their birthdays this week. Myself and Max have to guess the ages mm. of these people, and uh, if we guess them absolutely right, um, we will be laughing. We win a star prize. Yeah, we win a star <laughs> prize. Well, there was talk last week. Harry Hill said last week, well, if you get a direct hit, you get an extra point. No, but you don't. Yes, no, 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 too. No, come on, on. ruining the, rules, the game already. I'll change the rules. I've never stage. played the birthday spread with in, in, the, in the room, same with room Andy. as Andy. So I'm going to. Yeah. Because I, you know, you can we, read me. You know, I can read his gags. Yeah, and it, the daggers I'll get when I don't laugh when yeah. I'm just trying to work out how old Arantxa Sanchez Vicario no, is. I'm used to complete silence. <laughs> so, so a margin of error builds it. as we try and guess the birthdays. The one who guesses <laughs> ten birthdays in the less amount of years being wrong is the winner. It's as straightforward as that. Someone yeah. has to keep, uh, keep score, should I say? And that is. I'm informed. Today. I'm, I'm it could have been worse. <laughs> it has been as, uh, as uh, yeah, yes. as the Cunningham family have already <laughs> no, discovered today. Um, so anyway, uh, Jeff Peters joins us. Official score. Hello, Jeff. Hello to you all. Ah, Twenty-four. Still, 24. On, still in Ibiza. I see. The, not in the nerve centre. <laughs> yeah, Paul. That's a good start. Norman Collier. Lines breaking up, Jeff. Um, are you still there? Bring me, on the, oh, bring me on the phone. Bring oh, me on the phone. No. It's so oh, frustrating, isn't it? The spread's ruined, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, we're going to have to get him on the Where's phone. Where's his commitment? I've flown in for Australia for the day. <laughs> yeah, for no, this. you've come in. Climb back this afternoon. <laughs> get me on the phone. What a, anyway, let's get underway. Pele is, I think he's in Technicolor. Ah, love there it. he is, good old Pele. Yeah, I missed this. Hopefully we'll get Jeff on the phone. He can hear what's going on. Mm. Okay, so okay. the first birthday, Andy. First birthday for this week is the artist Damien Hurst. Yeah. Damien Hurst. I don't know if you know this. He's just taken own, over own ownership of the Sale Sharks. His first act was to divide the club into two separate <laughs> okay. identical yes. sections. Put them in formaldehyde. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah. That's, that's Cultural great. joke there. Yeah. Sporting. Jeff Peters is back to keep score. Hello, yeah. Jeff. Make sure you're there. Hello, Jeff. Hello, I'm here. Hello, Hi. you're there. Hi. Oh, thank you, caller. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, Damien Hurst, Max. You're going to lead first? Because I... I lost last week, <laughs> so you lead us okay. I reckon Damien Hurst is... Uh, 63 Wow, is he that old? 59 57 Oh <laughs> What a start That's not too far away not too bad, no. What's that down to the scores, Jeff? Uh, Paul with an early lead He's on two Max on six Okay, okay. Doors, though. I, We alternate I go first still get That's true Birthday number two this. for you, Paul Is the singer Susie Quattro and every Guy Fawkes night, the actor Philip Glenister, who played DCI Gene Hunt in Ashes to Ashes, <laughs> burns an effigy of Susie to get the party started. Yes, fire up the quattro. Thank Beef. you. That could have been worse. Um, <laughs> I'd say, uh, yeah, I imagine, yeah. Uh, Susie Quattro, she's, I mean, still wearing the leathers, still still out there working. <laughs> um, Go on, do a bit, do a bit for us. I will in a minute, uh, once we've established her age. Um, I'd say she's about... Um, <laughs> 71 I know what we're going to get next I think she's uh, 69 she is in fact 72 go on take it away come alive (laughs) down in devil game to rive come alive of course anyway Jeff what's that done to the scores Jeff Okay, so Paul, you're one out, you move on to three. Mm. Max is three out, and he moves on to nine. Plenty of time. Plenty of time here, Max. Get your heads on. Still nil nil. You're a bit rusty, just off the plane, aren't you? And also, I'm not used to sitting in the guest chair. That's a different angle. You've got different seeing. Have you ever been a guest on the station before? No, no, no. The phone never rings. You've now done the difficult chair, the easy chair, and the guest chair. Actually, this is the pro bono chair. It's great. And used to get very upset when Max called it the easy chair. Oh, it's the easy chair. It's a different skill, well, but it is, is literally the easy chair. I've come to accept it. it. Yeah. I, call it I call it that myself. It's Thanks. really nice. I did, a, what, a year or so with Paul. You could sit there and if you didn't do anything, the show would still happen. 
Lovely. Great, isn't it? <laughs> Great, isn't it? Oh, when I go he to negotiate, I'll remember that. He does. He expects more from I me. Hope the management are listening to this. <laughs> okay. Um, right. Okay. It's mm. birthday number three. It's the chief scout and adventurer, Bear Grylls. Oh, Bear Grylls. Bear yeah. Grylls. Bear Grylls. Yeah. Please, yeah. Bear Grylls. Yeah. Bear Grylls. He's just formed a new kitchen utensils company with George Foreman. They're making microwave <laughs> ovens. Oh, oh yes. to model on Trevor Nelson. Yeah, I, I do have a story about that. Um, Bear <laughs> yeah. Grylls, I reckon, is fifty-one. That's a pretty good guess. He's probably is something like that. Fifty-three. Ooh, Max, he's forty-eight. Ooh, oh, sorry, sorry, Bear, Bear, if you're listening. He should look younger, not older. Shouldn't he? Really, you'd think he'd. Uh, Mind yeah. you, he sort of spent a lot of time just sort of weathering yeah. away outside, on yeah. islands. That's isn't true. He? He's outside yeah. getting weathered. Um, weathered, I said. Uh, what, what's the scores, Jeff? <laughs> Max three out onto twelve, Paul five out onto eight, four oh, in it after three. See, it's pretty so close exciting. already. So yeah. birthday okay. number four. Do you birthday. write down the scores, Paul? I write down the scores. Why do I do that? I, I, I write down the scores. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, just, I, I want to just keep a track on things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, taken. <laughs> <laughs> it's the legendary golfer Hale Irwin. Hale yeah. Irwin. Mm. And I was honoured, actually, to be invited to his house for lunch. And he made me a delicious, classic American salad with croutons. I had to proclaim his excellence uh, and his culinary skills. Hail Caesar! Oh, really oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. nice, yeah, yeah. Um... His wife, Mary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <I'd>... Next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say uh, Hale Irwin is 81. That's not bad, actually. It's around that. He's in the sort of fuzzy Zeller envelope, isn't he? <laughs> hey, hello, Irwin. Um, 82. 77. Oh, a little bit younger. Hale, if you're listening. On, do apologise, Hale. Is he taking the live money, or we don't know? I don't no, know. They're not, they're not doing a seniors tour <laughs> yet. I like imagine risky, that. He's a bit old even for that. <laughs> seniors tour. Yep. It's the... Oh, uh, hang on, Jeff. Oh, What's the scores, Jeff? Uh, yeah, you're, you're slightly off the pace with uh, Hale Irwin there. So Paul was mm. four out, moves on to 12. Yeah. Uh, Max, five out, on to 17. Very, very, very tight. close. Yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. some tricky ones to come. And definitely this one. Uh, Carolyn Thin, the Marquis of Bath. Carolyn Thin. Carolyn Thin. And yes. Carolyn Thin. I thought it was Carolyn, according to the. Carolyn and morphine thing. You're doing that, are you? Okay. I played it. I played against him, actually. That's another one for next year. I should write all these down. I played against him in a music industry soccer six. He was in a back two with blurred line singer Robin Thicke. Mm. It was a struggle to get past them. I had to go through <laughs> Carolyn and Robin. <laughs> so hang on, he's the Marquis of Bath. Yes, what's his Marquis. name? Marquis or Marquess? Marquis. It's definitely. Okay. They can be a funny age, Marquises, can't they? Yeah. My experience. Yeah, you can have any. The boy Marquis can be a young Marquis. Uh, the Marquis of Bath is fifty-nine. Yeah, you know what? It's, I'm going to just hang on your coattails. I'm not going to be... Yeah, I'm going to go 52. 48? Oh, oh. That wasn't really on my coattails. <laughs> that's you know, close-ish. That's quite a long way. I wasn't going to go coattail. like 89 or 20, 26 or something. It's only half-time. What is the scores, Jeff, as we go into half-time? Paul, four out on that one, moves on to 16. Mm. Max, 11 out on 28. So there's a gap of 12 with Paul oh, in the lead. Still time. Halfway stage. Still time. Are you feeling, are you feeling your way back in, Max? You, don't you think? You, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> I know what you're like. I know what you're like, Paul, with this. I'll be, I'll, I'll be chirping during the we have a nice chat after the show, but not during. <laughs> Just trying to get into his head. But it's 28-16. Tell us how you're getting along at home this afternoon. Uh, but we'll bring you the second half very shortly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I mentioned earlier on I've got a vintage top hat at home that somehow my dad acquired Lord knows why yeah, I never, I never saw him wear wearing a week. top yeah. always would have been covered in cement dust if he did so I don't think he wore it for work but um, we're asking who carries off uh, a top hat very few people can uh, Abraham Lincoln the mad hat the WC Fields the cat in the hat says uh, Ray in Edinburgh, yeah, all good guests. Uh, the fat controller can carry off the top. Very hat. true, Kev. Thank yeah. you very much for that. Um, it's an interesting five-a-side team. That it would be it? top yeah. hats versus yeah. non-top yeah. hats. I mean, if it's if it's not oh, not overhead height, if it's just if it's all on the floor, <laughs> it's hard to head it. It would be difficult. Although flick-ons, you could you, you know you know they just play yeah. much higher, mm. couldn't you? Very hard to head. <laughs> you could, you know. Hell of a leap on him. Yeah. Anyway, just uh, some of the things. 
we've been talking about it there. I bet you're gutted you missed it. <laughs> I am, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's half time. It's 28 When six. you're in the show, it feels much better. Yeah, actually, when it you does. When well, you like look that, at it from the actually, outside, yeah. you feel as how vacuous oh. it all is. So, Jeff Peters, uh, he's, he's in, still at Ibiza, not in the nerve centre, which means he's had to phone it in. So, it is 28-16 as things stand. Uh, Max is losing on that basis. I'm on 16. Max is on 28, but it's, there's still mm. five to go. And here's Pelé once again. Yes, and the first birthday getting us off the mark for the second half is the actress Imogen Poots. Oh, yeah. Imogen Poots. And I couldn't believe how she and her sister outpaced Beefy Botham on one of his marathon charity treks. It was as if these poots were made for walking. There we are. Waste not, want not from last week. Imogen Poots. Wow. Um, 44. Do you know who Imogen Poots is? Poops is. Poops, poops, not poops. Imogen poops. Uh, Imogen, do excuse me. Poops. I'm not prepared to say. All right. Uh, 48. 33. Oh, for sorry, Imogen. Imogen. Sorry, Imogen. Oh, no. Yeah. What can you do? Uh, Jeff, so not a great start of the second half for our averages. Yeah, at ball, 11 out on that one, so mm. moves on to 27. Max, 15 out, moves on to 43. And oh. thanks, by the way, to James Sewell and Wollaston Village, uh, who have both tweeted, who got the hail and pace reference, which oh, none of you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Yeah. Oh, I'll write that down. Well, I said, yeah. with the scoring was off, off the pace with Halo. Anyway, yeah. Oh, OK, fantastic. That, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, you got a second bite at it, clearly. So, <laughs> there we are. Um, <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Uh, so, Max is first up for the seventh birthday. Andy? OK, it's the playwright, Sir David Hare. Sir David Hare. Oh, yeah. He was a real thrill-seeker when he was young. We were at White City Greyhounds when I dared him to run on the track in front of the dogs. They started chasing the hare. Tore him to bits. <laughs> bit dark. <laughs> a bit light, Andy. <laughs> Climbing. Yeah. They always do that at the end of the race. They always tear into the hair, don't they? Yeah. Once, once they finish. Okay. It's not frightening the kids. <laughs> it's it's not a real race. hair, kids. It's not a real one. That's what animal true. would you like to see torn apart? Eight seventy nine. Why not? Um, oh, this is a this is this is a tricky one because I'm quite a long way behind. Mm. Paul will know exactly how old David Hare is. I'm not totally sure. So this is a tricky moment for the game. 72. That's a very good guess. I would have said very similar. Okay. I'm going to go you don't se- have to. I want to go 74. 75. Okay, oh. No. It's difficult, isn't no, it? There's plenty of time. <laughs> no, not really. So what's that done? <laughs> there's not a lot of time. No. What's that done? If you've got another gag, we'll, I'll, I'll be quiet. Jeff, or... <laughs> I've never had a good gag. Um, <laughs> Paul, you're one out on that one, so on to 28. Yeah. Max, three out, and he moves on to 46. So there's 18 in it with three to go. That's still Ooh, plenty of yeah, play for. Six to go, yeah. Okay, okay, the eighth birthday, Andy Jacobs. It's the actor, fine actor, David Yip. David Yip. Yeah. And his family have been renting a couple of rooms from us. Uh, we wanted to evict them, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. So I've still got the yips. There we are. Nice <laughs> golf reference there. Um, yeah. Uh, David Yip, 60. Clickety click, 66, I'm going for. I'm trying to get something out of handy. His poker face is pretty good. Poker face. That's uh, the other advantage. You, got, you can look at him, look at his reactions to one of the guesses, yeah, and you're, you're yeah. reading Try into not to it. React. It's a bit yeah. like it is a bit pokery. Um, uh, 68. 71. Wow. Chipping okay. away, chipping yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. He's a very young looking man. So, uh, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Well, Max has closed the gap there mm. by a couple. Paul is now on 33. Max, 49. 16 in it, two to go. Okay. okay. Uh, the second last birthday today is the managing director of Lotus Cars. I believe that's currently Matt Windle. Matt Windle. And his family had a, a lucky escape when they were nearly run over by a car I was travelling in, driven by the former Newcastle striker, Tino Espria. We only just avoided them after I shouted, Mind the windles, Tino. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, I, I enjoyed that one. Like your cricket, that's one. very good. That's good. <laughs> okay, so he's 57. Okay, I'm going to make it interesting. I might, I don't know, I might go a bit younger. I'm going to go 48. 51. Oh, that could have been good for me. That's brave. Look, that was respectable play there, yeah. Paul, from you, because you could have hung on my coattails. I could have done. I was, I'm, 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 I'm impressed I'm always, with you. I always like there. to make a, a competition yeah. of it. So, Jeff, where are we as we head into the last birthday? Three years out on that one, Paul, so you're on 36. Max, six out. He moves on to 55. 
So there is 19 in it with one to go. So Max has got to be 20 in his guess. Hmm. Um, uh, different to Paul. And okay. I have to lead off for this yes. one as I'm in the lead. Yeah. Well, it's the, uh, you're probably going to know him, it's the film director, James Ivory. James Ivory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mm. he treated all his relatives to one of my famous laughter therapy sessions. Did he really? Oh, yes. I tried everything to raise a giggle, but not a titter. In the end, I was reduced to tickling the Ivories. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Blimey. <laughs> Try not to scowl. He's got to be getting on. <laughs> James Ivor, isn't he? Early ni- 91, I'm going to go. Oh, so that gives you 119 <laughs> or, or 71. Yeah. I think it's unlikely he's 119. <laughs> oh, I'm not an expert at this game. You know, world ranking number four. But so I'll, I will say 71. Unfortunately, uh, James Ivory, for you, Max, James Ivory is 94. 94. Oh, what an mm. anti-climax that was, that it, spread. I know, all the way from it? Australia. I know, yeah, I a waste of time. just to play that. It was very uh, good of it. better when I played from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> so Did you want me next week? I mean, you don't have to. It's all right. <laughs> no, it's fine. You'll, you'll get the rhythm back. Yeah, yeah you will. You. Take, it'll you. just take, get your eye in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, your best one is when I sent you the birthdays and you did a blind, the names, and you just did a blind mm. guessing, and you were about two out. I think you won it that week. Charlie Baker has a theory, which yeah. is if you just go 75 for every birthday, you'll win. But um, you've done the numbers on that, haven't you, uh, Jeff? And it, it's rubbish. Well, it depends on the ages of the birthdays in that yeah, week. Yeah, but does, if they're yeah, all, you know, around that kind of age, mm. then then that would be good guessing. <laughs> yeah. but, um, <laughs> That's what I'll do next week. I'll pick everybody who's 75. <laughs> Just to prove Charlie right. But you did, there was one spread when he kept saying 75 and he lost quite spectacularly, I think. So that's the point. I think, he lost, I think he lost by 75 points. I, I think, think he was, did, was, which uh, really rubbed the, it in. The irony of it. Perhaps yeah. you just need to do one 75. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, good, good idea. The difficulty uh, is, is that Paul knows a lot more people. <laughs> that really does affect the game. He's just a very good player. Just a, you know, sometimes you have to admire. People. You just have oh, to yeah. admire greatness. Sometimes <laughs> you know, <laughs> you've been knowing for the, a long time, though. You know that is true. Yeah, yeah. I've got no excuses anymore. What's yeah. the final score, Jeff? Uh, Paul, you finish on thirty-nine. Max finishes on seventy-eight. So it's Paul twenty-five. Max five in the head between it. Nothing in it. How long is it going to take us to play 20 more matches? About five years. No ranking points, I'm afraid, Max. You stay fourth uh, world ranking. Okay. But you are back on Saturday, aren't you? I hope so, yes. Yeah. We're not sure what hours the show is, but we plan to be here for a certain amount of time. And hopefully that fills the section that TalkSport wants to fill. That's good. You're back with Charlie. Yeah, and back with Barry on Sunday. Are you going to go and see Charlie treading the boards while you're back home? Is that the plan? Not going to bother. No, you don't want to... I, saw, do you know, do you know I saw the preview. It's very good. Mm. When it was sort of six months ago. Oh, OK. Only halfway through, so I don't know what happened. Don't tell me what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tony the Musical, we can catch Charlie Talented in. Charlie. Yes, he? oh, yeah. yeah. He's a signed dance man. I know, he could do Maybe everything. Be the phone. Why is the phone ringing? Who's ringing? I'm not quite sure. Anyway. <laughs> the woman you defamed an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Imogen Pooch is spewing. She's really... <laughs> 44, she says. She'll be waiting outside for us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. Um, and, and congratulations on winning the birthday spread. <laughs> <laughs> We don't know that yet. We don't. We're actually recording this little bit uh, at <laughs> half time with a score at 28 16. I think, I, th- I think it's a pretty confident bet there, Andy. I think I I'll do well. I mean, how are you feeling about the second half on the basis that people have already heard what, what's happened? <laughs> I think, listen, if, if it's a victory from here, yeah. it will be a one for the ages. Okay, very true. fair enough. All right, well, whatever happened, you know. Uh, that's what Max thought at half-time. It's, like the, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, meta. It's yeah. meta this now. It's good. I like it. Um, we will catch up with you tomorrow. We'll have the clips of the week and more. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 